Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hashtag Storytime, the podcast where I bring you everyday stories from everyday people. Brought to you by iHeartRadio and Curativity Productions. I'm your host, Will Slight Rebrand McFadden. And to all my Fable babies out there, welcome back. Did you miss me? You didn't? That's too bad because I missed every single one of you, all 12 of you. Guys, so much has changed. So much has happened since we last spoke. I don't even remember where to begin. I mean, uh, Jeff Bezos went to space in a dick rocket. You remember that? That was like four months ago. Uh, People are spending millions of dollars on JPEGs of apes. Facebook became meta. Um, Pete Davidson became the sexiest man alive somehow, and now he's being hunted by his girlfriend's ex-husband. We're on the brink of World War III again. Uh, what else? The name of this podcast has changed. It's now hashtag storytime. Thanks a lot, Seth Rogen. Actually, I decided to add the hashtag to make it feel a little more internet-y and less like a kid's show. We were getting a lot of babies listening to the show, which is a problem because uh, it is explicit. And even though I refer to many of my adoring fans as fabled babies, the show is not made for actual babies. So hopefully this clears that up. We also won some awards. We won two silver awards for best podcast series and best host at the W3 Awards. No big deal. Kind of a big deal, but not really a big deal. You kind of just pay them and they give you the awards. Also, I got COVID seven times. All right. That brings us up to snuff. So this season, we're shaking things up, and instead of hearing stories from YouTubers and TikTokers, we're actually chatting with podcasters. Crazy notion that on a podcast, maybe you'd talk with other podcasters. We're figuring it out. 
But I'm super jazzed to kick off season three with none other than Annie Reese. And you know Annie, she's the host of Stuff Mom Never Told You, which it's a podcast continuing the conversation on what it means to identify as a female through research-based discussion around feminism and how it impacts everyday life. She's also the host of Savor, which is a tasty podcast exploring the science and history and culture of food and drink. There's lots of puns. It's very fun. And Annie and I sat down and she told me a story that involves a family trip to Florida, Gary Oldman and Broken Bones. Enjoy. So this is the tale of two broken ankles. It's very closely intertwined. Um, And the first took place when I was eight years old. And I was visiting my cousins in Florida, just outside of Orlando for the very first time. And I'd never been to Florida. And at the time, like, I was so excited about it because, you know, you'd see those commercials where, like, the kid would open the the suitcase at night and Tinkerbell would fly out. And then you go to Disney World. The parents are like, we have to go because it's so cute. My parents repeatedly told me, never, ever, ever (laughs) will we take you to Disney World. (laughs) But I still thought, you know, maybe there's a chance or maybe all of Florida is like that. I don't know. This kind of magical place. Wait, why why were your parents so anti-Disney World? I think they just knew it was going to be miserable. Um, (laughs) That that gut feeling. Yeah. Yeah. They had no interest in it themselves and they just didn't want to put up with it, which I kind of respect them for now. Um, I actually ended up joining marching band just to go to Disney World. So I found my own way eventually. <laughs> Who knew that marching band would, would be the, the, the key to unlock Disney World? The true happiest place on earth. Oh, hmm. uh, no, actually miserable. I don't know if anybody's been in marching band, but whoa, <laughs> that's a lot of drama. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I was still excited, even if there was Disney World was off the table, because I was also going to go hang out with my older cousins. And they were, I thought they were the coolest they're so much cooler than me. And and so it's all this excitement I'm feeling that I don't think was mirrored by the rest of my family. Um, I have two brothers and then my mom and dad, we all packed in, in our blue arrow of star. And I'm just, you know, it's this long, awkward trip. And I'm I'm the kid that's like, oh my God, we're almost there. It's gonna be so good. Oh and, and then uh, the the uh, the cooler cousins, what were their names? Carolyn and John. Oh, Carolyn and John, the coolest cousins in town. Absolutely. Oh, they were the coolest cousins in town. And they really, I want to put in here in that weird way where you kind of understand a relationship, but kind of don't. They they didn't like me, but I thought that was cool because I was obviously the annoying younger cousin. He like a challenge. And it didn't deter me. <laughs> yeah. Need a little challenge. Exactly. I'm like, you might not like me because you're cool, but... You'll see one day that I am also cool, which is kind of the crux of this whole story where it goes wrong. Um, So we arrive in in Florida and it's like some weird mix between a condo and a hotel situation. And it's all, you know, flat and one story and mosquitoes everywhere. Everything's beige. But again, I was so excited and this was the height of luxury and it was the best thing ever. Oh, yeah. Um, So it's with this mindset that the next day... I I wake up and my parents are like, you're going to hang out with your cousins and your older brother all day. We're going to be with your aunt and uncle and, you know, be good. Don't cause any trouble. And I was like, yes, this is finally all day with my cool cousins and my older brother, who I also kind of wanted to impress. By by the Um, way, that's my favorite type of parenting of the like, (laughs) be good. Don't do anything stupid. 
Yeah, <laughs> mistake in hindsight, but yes. Um, all right, so to this day, I'm not really sure their motivations behind this. I can't, I can't say if they were trying to get rid of me or if they were trying to test me or mess with me, but they wanted to take me to see a rated R movie. Um, so they wanted to go see this movie, and they were going to you know, sneak me in. Which one was it? Oh, it was Air Force One. <laughs> Hell yes. Hell yeah. So I should also add some context here because... I was one, like a child who I got into trouble, but I wasn't a troublemaker, if that makes sense. I just sort of accidentally stumbled into trouble. Yes. I had terrible ideas. That's what I always say. I had terrible ideas that I thought were great, but it was never, I was never out to like, ooh, get in trouble or anything. So I was like already inside feeling like, oh no, I can't do this. And then uh, I had, I, and I had recently gotten in trouble for watching Jurassic Park against my parents' wishes and having nightmares. And it was very obvious that I'd seen Jurassic Park. So I'd already gotten like one strike in this arena. Worth it though. Uh, Totally worth it. But then I'm also terrified of Gary Oldman. And at this time, (laughs) because my older brother had played this epic, epic prank on me months earlier where it involved making me believe the autopsy, the Roswell autopsy tape was real. There was a power outage. There was special effects. There was sound effects. He went all out and terrified me of aliens to the point I only watched E.T. like three years ago. Terrified me. So he, he wore of the worlds to you. He did. I can't watch War of the Worlds. Don't even test me on that one. I cannot do it. And I love horror movies, but I can't do it. Um, and... Gary Oldman was an alien spider in the film Lost in Space, (laughs) which terrified me, terrified me, and I could not remove Gary Oldman from that role. I mean, let's be honest, normal Gary Oldman is nightmare fuel. It's true. He's very intense. He's very intense. And I knew he was in this movie, so I'm already like... Scared of breaking the rules, scared of Gary Oldman, but these were my cool cousins and they wanted me to go see the movie. So we snuck into a matinee show. I see this movie and inside I am just breaking down and I'm trying so hard not to show how terrified I am. Wait. And I'm like watching it like you would a documentary, like, oh no. <laughs> also, the sneaking into the movie, did you guys do the trench coat on the, the shoulders move? Because <laughs> you were six years old, right? I was like, I was, I think I was older. I think I was like eight. Okay. Um, but yeah, I was still quite small. And I remember like my, my cousins causing a distraction. But in all honesty, it was like a totally abandoned mall theater. Like, I don't think anybody cared at all. <laughs> But to me, this was a big deal. Okay. So, (laughs) I'm trying to play it cool for my cool cousins. I don't want my parents to find out I've seen this movie, but I am terrified, terrified, terrified. And, like, looking over my shoulder all day, like, something's going to happen here. (laughs) And so, my cousins and my brother, I think they were just tired of me. And it was clear that I was distracted, I think. 
So they left me alone in this condo hotel situation. And they turned on Angels in the Outfield, which I'll never forget. And I'm, you know, trying to calm down. I'm like pacing and looking around, looking out the window. And then I saw it. A white van. And it was spraying some kind of gas. And it was slowly moving up the street. I freaked out. I was like turning things over and I'm thinking, I'm dead. I'm going to die right now. This is it. We're all dead. What can I do? Nothing. I'm no Harrison Ford. There's nothing I can do to stop this terrorist attack. This poisonous gas. My whole Florida vacation ruined. And uh, cut cut to inside the van, Gary Oldman as a spider's driving. Is that? <laughs> yes, that's actually how it ends. Oh my God, what a twist. It. <laughs> what a twist. Um, okay, so at this point, like I remember on screen, it's that angel in the outfield scene. They're all flapping their wings. Like, right, that's going to be me. I'm going to be the angel in the outfield. What can I do? And for some reason, what occurred to me is if I'm going to die, I want to get drunk first. So I like ran to the refrigerator, opened it up, and I got a six-pack of Fresca mm. because I thought Fresca was beer. Um, thank God it wasn't real beer because I drank all six of them <laughs> in quick succession. Impressive. And I, you know, I was like, this feels so good. I was convinced I was drunk. Like, wow, this is great. If I'm going to die, I'm, I'm feeling really good. This grapefruit flavored beer is delicious. <laughs> I don't know why to this day I'm like... I always thought it was beer, and I'm not sure why that was. I mean, it's it sort of paved the way for you know white claws. I would say that's true. Yeah. You you know you're right. It was an early. They were ahead of the game. Yeah, you were just on, you were on the seltzer track before yes. everyone else. As an eight year old, yeah. I was already like, you know what, this is going to be big one day. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still, despite being convinced I'm drunk. I, I, I am still filled with terror. So I convince myself, you know what? I got to warn everybody about this. We've got to let everyone know. <laughs> like I'm feeling the liquid courage of the fresca. <laughs> so I fling open the door and I start running down the row of these condos, like some kind of weird Paul Revere. I was wearing like a really big pink shirt and overalls. And I was shouting like, run, they're coming. We're all going to die. Like just booking it booking it and then all of a sudden just gravity falls out from me i just fall and <laughs> like arms go up a very epic big fall and i would later learn that i fell right outside of where my parents were like sitting and talking with my aunt and uncle <laughs> at these big bay windows and they just see me like screaming and fly by and then disappear into this drainage ditch <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yep. And I, uh, it hurt, hurt real bad. And I twisted my ankle and I had to, <laughs> my parents had to take me to the hospital. Um, and they were furious, furious with me, furious with my cousins. Cause I'm like still babbling on about this terrorist truck and Gary Oldman and <laughs> all of this stuff just pouring out of me. They, of course, told me it was a mosquito truck and it was fine. <laughs> Did, were you acting drunk at this point, too? Or had you sobered up because of the fall? 
Oh, I was still drunk. I was still, and I was telling them all about it. I'm like, I can't stop talking because I'm drunk. And they were like, what? And then they found the fresco. They're like, no, you're not drunk. And I kept trying to convince them, yes, I am. And then, so they took me to the hospital and they made me, because they thought this would punish me, explain the whole story to the doctor. But that was also a mistake because I kept telling the doctor I was drunk. Um, And that all I had done was try to save everyone. Like, I might have been wrong. It might not have been (laughs) Man, but I was just trying to help. Oh, but I'm sure this Florida doctor has seen plenty of drunk eight year olds, so that was <laughs> nothing out of the norm. You're right, you're right. Uh, I, he probably was like, just it's another one, at least it was Fresca this time. <laughs> hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like a recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so months later, cast is off, brace is off. I'm still in trouble. I'm still a bit in the doghouse. But, you know, my parents are kind of slowly forgetting about this embarrassment they suffered and the trouble I got in. And they decided to take me to this fall fair. And I was really excited about it. But I had this dance recital later that night. So they were like, you know, you got to be good. <laughs> no more trouble from you. Wait, you, and you, like, you had a dance recital with a sprained yes! or broken link? <laughs> yes. To the, I'm like, what was that? But I mean, I... It was a very, uh, I had already been practic- practicing for it. It was a like year-long thing. And I was just going to kind of stand in the back and like do my hands and stuff. <laughs> Not do the feet part so much. 
But my parents, they were kind of the parents that were like, we paid for this and you're just trying to get out of it and we're going. I was like, okay, okay. (laughs) So we go to this fall fair and it just is a kind of immediate disaster. Like I loudly tell everybody I never get sick on rides and that you have to let me ride this rocket ride and then vomit all over myself. Famous last Uh, words. (laughs) I know exactly. I was so annoying about it too. I was like, I never get sick on rides. (laughs) everywhere immediately barf (laughs) yes and then my parents had gotten me a caramel apple because i'd never had one and i'd made this big deal about it and then i like chipped i hurt my tooth on it and i felt really sick but i didn't want to say anything because they were clearly annoyed with me and so we get home and they tell they instruct me like go to your room and do not come down we're having friends and family over before we go to this recital and you know we've just had it with you like go clean up stay in there We'll leave when it's time. Should have been easy. I should have. that. Okay. <laughs> well, I get it in my head that I'm really, really thirsty. And I was still kind of nervous about the whole terrorist thing. So I didn't want to drink from the sink in the bathroom near me. So I wanted to go downstairs and get the filtered water. Yeah. But I did not want to interrupt my parents at this. They very strict. I was like, okay, I just got to get around them. Come in the other side. They'll never know I left my room. But I was on the second story. <laughs> so I I was looking around and like, huh, how can I do this? And my eye caught on this bright red umbrella, my favorite bright red umbrella. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to Mary Poppins this thing. I'm just going to get the umbrella, climb out on the roof, float on down. Easy peasy. No one has to know. Clearly, this was a terrible plan for multiple reasons. I don't know how I thought it was going to get back up. <laughs> well, Mary Poppins also used it to fly. So, you know, she could float back up. No problem. I selectively, like, remember the key parts of things I like. So I was like, okay, this is going to be great. And it's going to be fun. I was like, oh, my God, it's going to look so cool. <laughs> so I climb out onto the roof. And I popped the umbrella with great aplomb, like, oh, this is going to be good. And I took the most confident leap off of the roof. Maybe anyone's ever taken. Maybe any eight-year-old has ever taken with an umbrella. Immediately, spokes go up and it breaks. And I go plummeting down to the earth. And I land in moss and I go right past the windows where my parents we're having tea with their friends and their family. <laughs> Just this eight-year-old body going. <laughs> okay, so I'm like frantically that my ankle is killing me, but I'm frantically thinking, oh, I got a plan B. I got to save this because I've already caused enough damage and I'm in so much trouble. So my parents come running out and I like pull myself up and I say, oh, you know, I'm fine. No, no issue here. Let's just forget this happened. And my parents are very skeptical. They're like, okay, well, what? You know, they're just so, so confused as to what my plan was. Naturally. But they have all this company and they're kind of like, we'll deal with this later. We're going to go to this recital. All right. Oh, wait, oh this is pre-recital. Yes. <laughs> Great. Yes. <laughs> so 
<laughs> so I have to go and clean up again because now I'm covered in moss. And we get ready. We all pack in that blue Aerostar van and all of my like friends and family members, they're all going to see this recital. And I remember like I'm back, I'm in the back row because there's two rows of us dancing and I'm trying to keep it together and like look like I'm, you know, not in terrible pain. <laughs> and then like I moved up to the front because we were kind of doing a circle thing. The song I've Got the Power was playing and I just like, completely collapsed and fell off the stage and caused this whole uproar <laughs> and my parents are filming it so there's a vhs of me just like totally eating it and falling off the stage with two broken ankles yeah essentially <laughs> essentially so that uh after that you know the recitals ruined my parents had to explain to all these people that they'd invited <laughs> i was in pretty big trouble um, and that was, yeah, the time I broke my ankle twice in kind of a short period of time. Um, but also a very good example of what I'm talking about. I just make terrible decisions. I wasn't actively looking for trouble. Just. <laughs> and and heavily, good idea. heavily influenced by the movies that you're watching, too. <laughs> yes, yes. I also have a Home Alone story, but I'll save that <laughs> for another day. I, I Any also... kid who watches Home Alone and thinks, you know what? I bet that works. I should, yeah, <laughs> Not I should. Good. I should swing paint cans at. <laughs> at I anyone definitely who should wants. electrocute this guy. <laughs> yeah, let me uh, let me make my doorknob into yeah molten lava. Yes, I don't see any flaw in those plans at all. Um, Clearly, I, I I imagine your parents uh, just having a montage of of you in childhood just going past windows, yes. <laughs> doing insane things. Fall, just falling past yes. windows. There she goes again. <laughs> I have started to feel sympathy for my parents. Like, this was a fun exercise for me where I was like, oh, what are my really funny stories? And so many of them involve, like, traumatizing my parents. And then being like, please don't do that. Why do we have to tell you not to do that? Also, very beverage-inspired, like, inspired too. Yes. Like, both, both the fresca and the filtered water yes. were... Really key elements to your downfall. It's true. I am. I. I do. I'm usually drinking something, and I, that's also been used to foil me many yes. times before. Great. Many Go pranks to, have been played on me. Great lengths with the drinks. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, if you could say what the moral of the story is, or what you learned from from these events, looking back, what would you say it is? So to sum it all up, the moral of the story, what I learned is. Uh, don't trust your cousins. Don't trust umbrellas. Fresca's not beer. Thank you so much. That's <laughs> important. I hope these lessons will do you better than they did me. Important things to learn at a young age. <laughs> Such a young, tender age. Well, that was perfect, Annie. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm glad you survived both of those harrowing experiences. <laughs> Me too, me too. I definitely think the umbrella thing could have gone a lot worse. Wow. Uh, you know, I totally relate to Annie and that story because I've actually been having a lot of Gary Oldman nightmares too, except mine are um, sexier. Also, Annie, I think you took the saying, break a leg, just a little too literally. You can follow Annie all over the place, so head to the description for those hot links. Mmm, hot links. Hey guys, I'm home. 
Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry, Malay, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward, don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Welcome back. I have an exciting announcement slash update for you. Due to budget cuts, I have hired some unpaid AI interns, also known as robots, who are going to help me unpack some of the weirdest threads I found on Reddit with a little segment I call Robo Reddit Reads. And today's Ask Reddit comes from user Crowned Bird, who asked, what moment made you say, yep, I'm definitely dead, but survived with no major injuries? My answer to that question is, Every time I eat at Applebee's. All right, robots, take it away. Not me, but my mom before I was born. She was riding in a convertible with a friend of hers. They came to an intersection and the friend wasn't paying attention and lost control of the vehicle. There was a big rig going through the intersection and they went right under the trailer. My mom ducked. The driver did not. Driver was decapitated. My mom was lucky and only ended up with a scalp full of glass and some serious psychological trauma. She had to get over 200 stitches in her scalp but nothing else significant. I think about it all the time and think how close I came to never being born at all. That story kind of gives me Back to the Future meets Fast and Furious vibes, you know. Maybe it'd be called like Back to the Furious Biff's Drift. Also, 200 stitches in the scalp sounds like a pretty major injury to me, but maybe I'm just a big baby. I was a senior in high school, and the student club I was in organized an unofficial beach trip towards the end of the year. 
No teachers or official permission, leaving me and a few other seniors in charge of supervising everything. After a couple hours worth of fun, one of the other students came running up to me and said that three of the younger members of the club had been swept out by a riptide and couldn't get back towards the shore. Me and two other of the older students, all experienced swimmers, immediately went to go help them. My friends got two of the three kids in trouble and started guiding them parallel to the shore to get them out of the current, but the guy that I went for was panicking, barely staying above the water, and started dragging me down with him almost immediately. I yelled for people to get a lifeguard and tried to keep both of us afloat, but after a few minutes, I was getting exhausted, having trouble keeping both of us above the water, and I couldn't see anyone coming to the rescue. I started getting big mouthfuls of water and my leg muscles were starting to cramp up, and I remember thinking, holy shit I might actually die right here, right now, as the current started pulling us further and further away from where everyone was. Thankfully for everyone involved, one of the students on the beach had flagged down a couple of surfers, who made their way out to where we were, as quickly as they could, and hauled first the younger student, and then me onto the front of their boards and took us back to shore. I'll always be thankful and appreciative for those strangers who put themselves in the dangerous position of rescuing two drowning swimmers. I don't know what it is about that panic drowning mentality that's like, hey, thanks for trying to save me, but I'm gonna murder you now. Like, if I'm going, I'm taking you with me. You know, sometimes lifeguards have to literally punch people in the face to get them to calm down so they can rescue them. These are all reasons why I generally stay out of the ocean. One of my most surreal experiences of my life was riding my bike on the sidewalk next to an extremely busy road at night. I hit something on the sidewalk, I don't know what, and tumbled sideways into the street. As I fell, I saw the road light up from headlights from a car behind me, and when I hit the asphalt, I just laid there because I knew I couldn't get out of the way in time. After a second or so, I wasn't dead, so I looked around and the street was empty. It wasn't empty when I fell. There were cars going in both directions. That was over 20 years ago and I'm still not entirely convinced that I didn't die. It's possible that I imagined the headlights, but that road is never empty like it was. It's a major street in a major city. It always has cars on it, even at 3 a.m. It was the first of many experiences that lead me down a path of questioning the nature of reality. This sounds like a multiverse situation to me. Maybe you actually died in that universe, but your consciousness shifted to another universe where there were no cars. Maybe every time we die, our consciousness just slides into another universe where instead we had a near-death experience. Maybe I ate too many weed gummies last night. Have any of you Fable Babies out there had a near-death experience? If you have, I want to hear it. Call the Storytime Hotline, 323-741-1873. Tell me your story, and maybe I'll feature it on an upcoming Listener Tales episode. Also, for more robo-reddit reads, follow us on Instagram at storytime.pod. Take a second right now and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss next week's episode. I've got a spicy little tale coming from Katie Osborne, also known as Katie Osaurus. Here's a taste to wet that beak. And so I started, like, on the down low, planning, like, kink and BDSM and, like, orgy parties for people all over the Midwest. Um, And then, yeah, right? And that was my secret summer job while I was working as an intern at the Shakespeare Festival. Thank you so much for listening to Hashtag Storytime. It's really great to be back. I'd love to give another big thanks to Annie Reese for being on the pod. As always, you can find links to all the awesome shit she has going on in the description. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps us out a lot, and I literally read every single one of them. 
Hashtag Storytime is produced by iHeartRadio and Curativity Productions. Hosted by Will McFadden. Sound designed by Tony Maddox. Written by Jason Shapiro and Will McFadden. Produced by Jason Shapiro, Daniela Mora, and Jordan Elijah Michael. Theme song by Scott Simons. Artwork by John Kuzagaya. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hi. This is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.